Joining us on the line now is uh, Mike Ramachoma, Head of uh, Ministerial Services. Uh, Good morning, sir, and thank you very much for your time. The minister has already refuted claims that she abused state resources to bring uh, this Burundian woman into the country. What's the background to these allegations? Good morning, Trevon, and to the listeners, and thank you for having me. Um, the, of course, the, the, the allegation of uh, uh, abusing state resources uh, is, is, is unfounded, as is the suggestion of smuggling. Uh, I do not know why the media decided, particularly the Sunday Times, decided to use such a word as smuggling. What has happened is that the, the minister, um, having known uh, this child through through her sister, obviously, and uh, and 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 the child having uh, been introduced to the children and having become friends, learned uh, a few months later about her situation of living in abuse. Um, but the child uh, was forced to flee from from Burundi uh, uh, from 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 an abusive life, and the passport had been confiscated. And as a result, just like any refugee or any person in distress, uh, did not have papers when they got into the Congo. And that is why they got in there with an assumed name. And that is a matter that really the minister has not been involved in. The only point that the minister gets involved in this situation is, is that when she was in the DRC and the child was being released there, she then offered to take the child with her. And the child did not travel with fraudulent documents. She had a copy of a real passport and a, a South African visa in it. And that is why she was able to travel and arrive in South Africa. Mm. I, th- I think the public outcry comes in, in number one, the use of, uh, you know, state resources, as that being the uh, the uh, the plane that the minister used, as well as th- this, 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 you know, he said, she said argument about the fraudulent documents. Let's start first with the, you know, the... the I don't want to use the same word, but as the report, the alleged smuggling, but obviously the transportation of this woman on on South African resources. Could the minister not have assisted this woman in any other way aside from using uh, uh, state resources? I think um, the the issue of whether it was correct or not correct to to put her in an aircraft that the minister was in is something that we can we can engage on based on what were the choices she was facing at the time in that unique situation. I don't think it is a normal thing where at any day, any day in out, you can just go and put anybody you want on an aeroplane. But I think the circumstances that inform that is something that we can engage as to whether um, we think that is something that uh, was a choice for good or not. Mm. But, do you not think this regard- case? Do you not think this case then sets a precedent? Because um, if we if we look at what the minister says, that the the women involved comes from a, a concerning background with the incidents of abuse in her past. Now, what precedent does this set for other people in similar situations in other parts of the continent that also need help? I, I can I can I cannot deal with that particular issue because um, what what we are dealing with here is a specific case that has happened and how it has been handled. It doesn't suggest that there are no other cases that are there known or not known, and how those we should deal with uh, on the basis of uh, our our humanity as South Africans or indeed as as, as African people. But the case that we are dealing with is this specific one, and I'm saying that. Uh, <coughs> 
without arguing whether they were erring or not erring on the base of the usage. I think the issue that we should discuss is that faced with those circumstances in that unique situation, we will need to then uh, measure the minister's decision on the base of whether it was to do good or not. And Before, that is the point that I'm making. Yeah, well, coming, so coming back to the issue of, uh, of, 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 they say, he says, around fraudulent documents. It's a pity the manner in which the story was done, and I believe that it was rushed because of a sensational headline. Here is a reporter who has been given information, uh, which is disputed on both sides. Some, somebody alleges that this was fraudulent documents. We say that it was not fraudulent documents, it was indeed a copy of a passport with a South African valid visa. Mm-hmm. The simplest thing for a journalist or reporter to do is before rushing to write the story, verify that. It's quite simple. And I think this is the problem with the man which the story has been written, ending up creating a perception in the minds of the people that the minister has been irresponsible and acted with disregard of the law. Uh, then, Mike, do you think that, uh, I mean, has has the minister said if she would do it again under these circumstances? Because of the of her belief in the correctness of doing good, the minister feels that should she be faced with exactly the same circumstances where she would need have needed to assist a child in distress in a foreign country and vulnerable, she would she would she would do anything to assist that child. Um, but ensuring that, of course, that is not done in a way that breaks the law. What about the allegations of her sister, uh, the minister's sister, who worked in the embassy, um, assisted in, in getting all of these papers, and and what's the status of the woman now in South Africa? Well, the, 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 the minister has not been involved in the matters around how the child was assisted in Burundi, uh, and I, I do not have information regarding that, but the issue of the child, the child is here, her documents, uh, when she arrived in the country, were verified. She has now, she has now applied and was granted a study permit, and she's in South African Italian study. Mm. And very quickly, the way forward on this case now in, in trying to, number one, in, in your attempt to prove the minister's innocence, and number two, what are you going to do uh, with the story going forward? Because public sentiment um, has grown in the last 24 hours. Well, Krivani, uh, I think that it's a matter that we will need to sit down and reflect a bit on in terms of uh, what 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 is served by by which action? What purpose is served by which action is taken from now? But just to say that I think in South Africa we need to discuss the issue where people are now expected to defend themselves simply because somebody wakes up in the morning and writes what they know is a is an unsubstantiated allegation. They deliberately twist it and then they leave the honours to prove uh, innocence or otherwise on the accused without sometimes even without the resources or reach that the media has. I think that is an unfair issue. But as I say, it is something that we need to discuss and see what what purpose is served by which section going forward. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Mike Ramagoba is the head of the Ministerial uh, Services.